Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, where you can sort through the nuts and bolts of life, brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 651, July 14th, 2021. 108 degrees on this day in 1936 and 50 degrees in 1930. I hope your kids are swimming on a weed-free beach made free of weeds by Aquaside Products, a White Bear Lake company. Registered with both the EPA and DNR, the products are safe for you, the fish and your family, and even those goldfish that the kids throw in the lake and they become the size of Volkswagens. (laughs) Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. You don't have to. Aquaside will take care of it. They'll identify your weed problem, get you the right products, and your place will look great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media. John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I need to clarify something yesterday when I made a mistake. I was, I've been made privy to uh, John Thompson's rap sheet, and I said he first encountered uh, uh, judicial activity in 1971 uh no i read that as the that's his birthday got it so his first uh, confrontation with the law would have been in 2004 his first right so i i uh, erred there it's my fault i just uh the type is very small on these and i uh, just saw 1971 and i didn't put it together quickly enough because that's math mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm not allowed to do math <laughs> so uh we now have the uh the uh, camera and audio of the traffic stop that uh, has caused John Thompson to be so much in the news. Uh, I, I still think most principally what needs to be gotten to the bottom of is where he lived on, in November of 2020. Because it's very, very plausible that he is uh, in office illegally. That's very plausible. Mm-hmm. That's got to be determined. But let's play the uh, let's play what John Thompson si- uh, said was uh, he was only stopped because he was driving while black. And this audio, courtesy of our friends at KSTP. Yeah, let me explain that. We're just going to play this one because it's a bit edited. I watched the whole sixteen minutes, but for much of that, the uh, officers involved are, are remain in their car dealing with other issues while they're also looking up his driver's license and verifying his identity was among many DFL lawmakers calling for an end to most pretextual traffic stops, things like license plate issues or other equipment violations, because they claim they're often racially motivated. He says he was the subject of such a stop last week. But the stop is also leading to questions about whether Thompson is a Minnesota resident and able to serve in the Minnesota legislature. Why such a hurry? I don't think I took off like a bat out of here. I just, I just drove off. The St. Paul police body cam video of Minnesota State Representative John Thompson's traffic stop is relatively routine, other than some issues uncovered during the stop in downtown St. Paul, including the fact a Minnesota lawmaker has a Wisconsin driver's license. All right, I'm actually the current state representative in this district right here, man. 
Like a Wisconsin license? Yeah, it's a Wisconsin license. I'm state representative John Thompson. That initial exchange is about 40 seconds long. The St. Paul police sergeant then goes back to his squad car, checks Thompson's driving record, and writes him a ticket for driving despite suspended Minnesota driving privileges. So there's your license to my car. You're suspended in Minnesota? No. That's what the computer says. If it's wrong, you have to deal with the DDS. Thompson then asks for another explanation for why he was stopped. What did you pull me over again? No front plate, and then the way you took off from the light back there. I'm too old to run from the police, man. You profiled me because you looked me dead in the face, and I got a ticket for driving while black. You pulled me over because you saw a black face in this car, brother. The St. Paul police sergeant says not having a front license plate violates state law and denies racial profiling. But what, what I'm saying is what you're doing is wrong to black men, and you need to stop that. Thank you so much, but this ticket means nothing to me. No, 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 no. I'm going to always have a great day. What I'm saying is you will stop racially profiling black men in their cars, sir. Stop doing that. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Yes, you were, bro. You, you saw a black man driving in this car. It don't make no difference. You pull me over because you're profiling me. Thank you so much. Well, is it what isn't Thompson guilty of racial profiling? In what sense? How so? He he sees a white policeman and racially profiles him as up to no good. Oh, that that oh, what a curious thought. Yeah, I wonder what his reaction would have been if the police officer would have been black. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of well, that. Well, the other thought I had, when the officer pulls Thompson over, it's 1.30 in the morning. It's pretty tough to see what color of skin that particular yeah. driver has. Yeah, you know what? That's so obvious, You didn't. You, we don't even have to say it. We all know that. Yeah. I can't see who's driving a vehicle in the middle of the day these days <laughs> right. because yeah. of tinting. Exactly. Yep. The idea that... Uh, he was racially profiled does not does not hold up with these facts, there, but it there, won't matter. There's no evidence to suggest that a uh, that this particular officer was in fact waiting in the weeds to find a black guy to hassle. No, he's a car without a front license plate. That's a violation. It's one thirty in the morning. But that gets trumped by the fact that the copper goes back to his car, runs the check, and discovers this guy shouldn't even be driving. Yeah, suspended driving privileges, mm-hmm. and. And yet still let him go. Yeah. And Thompson says, yeah. this ticket will mean nothing to me. Well, it yeah. should, sir. You're an American <laughs> citizen. You, you, you have an obligation to follow the law. Plus, you'll remember yesterday, he said he didn't have the front license plate because he didn't have a part to attach it. I don't want to be represented by any moron who can't find a screw. I really don't. But what kind of part? What kind of screw? Yeah. Any you, duct tape, go, anything. Go to Fratelloni's. <laughs> yeah, go to Fratelloni's. They have. That's what? funny you say that. Mm-hmm. They have specific hardware at Fratelloni's for attaching license plates. So clearly, Thompson doesn't listen to the GL podcast. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, but and so you I, don't have to do like Chris Reavers and grab a wood screw. Yeah, with a standard <laughs> screwdriver. Big old head. drill. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the real mechanical value of time. That's a garage logic rule. You turn putting the front license plate onto a garage experience. Absolutely. You might have to have a couple. There's a game on. <laughs> takes a couple project. hours. It takes yes. an hour or two. <laughs> got to <laughs> run to frats. You got to go to the hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> okay, forget the front license plate because I'm guilty of that. I keep uh, on my old Same. Triumph. I don't have one, Same. but I keep it in the trunk.
And uh, if I'm if I continue to get away with it, great. Uh, if I'm stopped and the officer says, "Well, put the damn thing on," then I'll have to put it on. No, you'll open up the trunk and say, it's right here, sir. But I, what I have instead is the British flag, a little plate that looks like the British flag. It's, it kind of decorates the car. I see. And, nerd. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a nerd. No, here, let's, <laughs> but let's get to the crucial. crucial. What, what this traffic stop, which was not racial profiling, what it ultimately led to was the discovery that he was very inadequately vetted in terms of where he lives. We don't know. And then Steve Simon, the Secretary of State, says, well, I have no investigative power for that. Minnesota State, Is that true? I believe way? that would be true. Okay. Uh, Minnesota State Senator Mary Kiffmeyer, Republican Big Lake, who chairs the Senate Committee overseeing elections, sent a letter to Minnesota Secretary of State Steve Simon requesting details on how his office vetted Thompson's candidate filing papers, which require him to attest to being a Minnesota resident. Simon responded with a letter noting Minnesota law only requires his office to attempt to verify if a candidate lives where they say in offices with residency requirements, such as a house seat, if a registered voter requests it. No one did. So Simon's, what Simon's doing is, is, is free, CYA. covering himself by yeah. saying, nobody asked me to verify where he lives. Nobody, nobody called me up. Uh... Simon added that if a candidate knowingly provided false information on their affidavit of candidacy, that would be a crime, perhaps perjury, but one under purview of a law enforcement agency, not his office. So again, he's covering himself. Thus far, Republican elected officials have been relatively restrained in their reactions, largely allowing the situation embroiling Thompson to play itself out in the media. I'm reading from the Pioneer Press coverage, which has led the way in this story. Uh, and with uh, critical commentary coming from fellow Democrats like Governor Walls, who said the video should be released. Well, it has been. And DFL Party Chairman Ken Martin, who said Sunday he was disappointed in Thompson. Uh, there are official channels Republicans can take. The most obvious is for two or more House members to file an ethics complaint with House Speaker Melissa Hortman, DFL Brooklyn Park. On Tuesday, Hortman said no such complaints had been filed on the matter. The, the citizens of the state of Minnesota are owed proof of where Thompson lives, or more accurate, well, yeah, where he lives now, because you've got to live in the district. But where he lived on and election day. And where he night. was living on election day. We don't know that. There's a post office box, a scratched out address, a Wisconsin driver's license, the report that he lives on Blair Avenue in Frogtown. We don't know where he lived the day he got elected. But he had been working... At what school with Philando Castile for a couple of years? Correct. Yeah, that doesn't mean he lived there. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. So he could have easily lived in Hudson or or wherever in Wisconsin, because clearly he did, because he has a, a valid driver's license from the state of Wisconsin. There was no confrontational behavior in any part by the police officer. It was Thompson who was confrontational, accusatory, rude, uncivil, not polite. Uh, very disagreeable guy. And for him to immediately go That's to the race That's racial profiling card. on his part. For him to immediately go there. He racially profiled the cop. Mm-hmm. Accusing the cop of racially profiling. Yep. You got too many racially profilings in one traffic stop. But that's where we're at, because for the better part of the last two years, all we have done in this country is make everything about race. Yep. So that's where we're at right now. And I think that Thompson was lucky... Well, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rephrase that. 
I think fortunate. I think what we saw is what happens more than you are ever led to believe. Yep. That he met a patient police officer. Mm-hmm. I think that, and that's the norm. If Thompson was so frightened and so beleaguered, why was he so forward and testy with the guy? You know, he mm-hmm. he, he had no he had no fear of that police officer whatsoever, nor should no. have he, nor should he have. But there was none. The police officer, you think he liked being out there at one thirty in the morning and stopping a car? What does he well, know he's just, in for? Yeah. That's uh, that shift, boy. Ooh, boy. <laughs> well, remember, he's on a traffic uh, safety shift funded by some state grant. So apparently there's some uh, effort underway to, uh, I suppose, they're looking for drunk driving and things. Of well, that that's nature. exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but, gee whiz, uh, I'm, I'm glad they released it. Uh, and that's why, Mr. Thompson, we can't rewrite the laws, the book, or, you know, the, the what did he say? Yeah, he did go buy the book, but we need to rewrite the book. So we need to rewrite the book so you can continue to be casually disregarding of the laws the rest of us have to hold up to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read you something from a statistician friend of mine. Uh, Let me find it. I think I still have it. I think I still have it. You probably deleted it. I probably did. No, here it is. Here it is. If black Americans want to be treated like white Americans or expect to be treated like white Americans, doesn't that mean they comply with the same laws that white Americans work hard to comply with? Otherwise, the trend line indicates a higher level of lawlessness in the black community. So the trend line indicates it's not prejudice, but a statistically supported fact. Racist? No. Statistician? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, of course we know that, but that's been that's been proven to be uh, the woke culture would have us not point that out. Let me repeat this. I think it's very wise counsel. If black Americans expect to be treated like white Americans, and they should be, right? There shouldn't be any difference. Doesn't that mean that black Americans comply with the same laws that white Americans comply with? Well, of course that's what it means. But, hold on, this is where they're going to come back at you and say, the laws and rules and things that white Americans follow are for white Americans. Because I was thinking, how does this translate to math, to English, right. to literature, to writing? Uh, and that's what their comeback is going to be, that it's, it's racist. The laws and everything that we're following are racist. Okay, you're, you're on to something very important that we've touched on across the... Well, let me finish his, his, uh, his, ahead, his text. Uh, otherwise, the trend line indicates a higher level of lawlessness in the black community. So the trend line indicates it's not prejudice, but a statistically supported fact. Well, that's true. But, Kenny, you're on to something. We've talked about it. <clears throat> To a guy like Thompson and his supporters, what's under, what's under attack is the very idea that there should be such a law. Yeah. Because the laws descend from white patriarchy. The, the, laws, the laws descend from the flawed founding of the country mm-hmm. in their estimation. In their estimation, yeah. I mean, what have we learned lately? Uh, traffic uh, patterns are racist. The English Trees. language is racist. Trees. The inequity Trees, in tree yeah. cover is racist. Uh, apple pie is racist. Uh, fireworks are racist. Fireworks. fireworks are racist. By the way, I predict something. I have a prediction that's not necessarily unrelated 
to uh, to today's uh, topic. Uh, where is it? There's a uh, oh here it is. A North Toledo, Ohio mural has been reduced to rubble after it was struck by lightning yesterday. The Toledo Fire and Rescue responded to the scene at Summit and Lagrange Streets, where a large mural dedicated to George Floyd had collapsed. The piece was created by Toledo artist David Ross just about a year ago. He said the artwork stands as a memorial and reminder to never forget what happened to George Floyd in May of 2020. A witness who saw the wall fall uh, said they had seen a lightning bolt struck the building. Uh, and then uh, the department later confirmed the strike to be the cause of the collapse. I'm not being facetious. When Don't I, even go when there. When I suggest to you that lightning will now be considered racist <laughs> because it disproportionately <laughs> fell on a community of color where there was a mural of George Floyd. That's where we're at. Well, I wish I, wish I could say you're wrong, but you right. know what? Right. You're not. Lightning. Lightning is racist. That's right. Well, it's <laughs> primarily white, too. You know, you see a lightning bolt. What color is it? <laughs> They're not black, are they? No. If they were black, you wouldn't even see them. No. That's racism. It's at night. That's racism. Wow. Only one thing left to be done with Thompson, and that's have adults enter the room and get to the bottom of where you, Thompson, lived in November of 2020. Uh, only one problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, what adults would you like to put in charge of this endeavor? Well, you're going to have to start with a health ethics committee, a health ethics hearing. And you trust that that's going to take place? I, I have to. What else do I have to trust in? Because I don't. Anybody else have confidence that's going to happen? <laughs> no, no, no. Not at all. Not, not, at, not all. at all. See, Thompson admits, yes, the video won't show the officer doing anything that isn't by the book, but the issue is we need to rewrite the book. Why? There was no racial profiling there. He did not get a ticket for driving while black. He wasn't even supposed to be driving. Right, you got a ticket because you have a suspended license. Well, the first thing the cop noticed was the absence of the plate. And apparently the uh, the copper thought that uh, uh, Thompson took off from a stop too fast or something. He, remember the officer's first words were, why are you in such a hurry? Yeah. You know. Mm, yeah. And he rolled through a stop sign. Yeah. Well, we all do. We yes, all do. Yes, we do. You know what coppers want? They want to notice if you make an effort to stop. Now, I'm, not, I'm not being silly. They, they will take an effort to stop. Uh, you might not come to a complete stop, but if they sense that you are aware that you should be stopping and you look around but you're still rolling, I think that a lot of them will just say, okay, he made an effort to stop. You're saying they'll give you a little something for the effort. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I, I think it was important to see that video because, as I say, I, I think that officer's behavior was was more typical than an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was Thompson who was the aggressor. It was Thompson who was churlish. It was Thompson who was accusatory. And the cops stood there and took it and said, see ya, good night. Have, Have a, a good, good evening. Have a good night, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Well, what we can only hope for is to get to the bottom of where Thompson lived because there's a very real, plausible scenario in which he is illegally holding office in the state of Minnesota. I don't doubt that he uh, doesn't live in Wisconsin. I don't doubt that. I don't think he lives in Wisconsin. Well, and you yesterday 
you brought up his his rap sheet, his arrest record, and then alluded to it today because right. you right. Mis- anyway, would any of those have been preventing him from holding an, an apparently, office? Apparently not. Okay. Apparently not. But look, if he thinks, I don't think this is a stretch. Thompson would represent a mindset among Mysterians trying to change the country that your laws telling me to have a front license plate don't mean anything to me, then why would living in his district mean anything to him? Yeah. Because that's another, all laws, it could be argued, descend from the founding of the country. Mm Mm-hmm. All laws descend from that. And and so you tell him he has to live in his district, he might not necessarily adhere to that, believing it to be, so what? I don't need a front license plate either. I don't even need a Minnesota driver's license. I don't need to tell you where I live. Thus the continuing <laughs> chipping away. Yeah. Yeah. So I would take it even further and say John Thompson. Uh, and I'll, you know what? I'm going to throw Ilhan Omar in there too couldn't care less about their districts. They only use them as a means to gain uh, an office, a, a seat in office, Correct. a place in government. Yep. Uh, their districts, to those two at least, from what I can tell, their districts don't mean squat. What have they done for their districts? Not a thing. Well, yeah. there's, they haven't had time to do anything yet. But they, she has. Well, Ilhan, yeah, Ilhan, yeah, she has. has. Yeah. There's another one who couldn't put on a license plate, Ilhan. <laughs> AOC well, couldn't put on a license plate. Uh, I was, you know what? I was about to say something really stupid that would have got me in trouble uh, at home, uh, and say something. Well, you know, all, all you need is somebody in the household to put a license plate and know how to do it. Yeah. I came home the other day and the roommate was putting a license plate on the front of her <laughs> car. <laughs> so I guess she's got it down. Yeah. I saw a great card. I think it was a Father's Day card. You see a couple walking, and she says, do I look bigger in this dress? And he says, do I look stupid? (laughs) 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 I have to laugh. Okay, John Thompson, uh, none of this comes as a surprise to us. None of this. He revealed himself uh, in Bob Kroll's front yard last summer. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and his uh, party caucus had nothing to say about that you know and i'm going to remind you and before the glers do we also had another instant instance of uh, john going off on somebody uh and it was a, a media related thing but you actually fell down uh, you didn't think it was a big deal because you thought the media were uh the whoever was filming him was in his face and being uh being wrong the aggressor aggressive. yeah yeah the aggressor yeah and I disagree with you on that, but you know, hell, it's your show. Well, I don't remember that incident. I remember the the audio, the video of it, but I don't remember why Thompson was even being confronted by some reporters. Again, it was right. one of those one in the morning deals. Do you remember yeah, why? I don't. No, I don't remember why they were questioning him, or even what time of day it was. The only thing that I retain is that he was very rude. The reporter or Thompson? Thompson. Oh yeah, he was. Done. But so were the so were whoever yeah. these knuckleheads were. They were smart asses. Yeah. So so you know what? That gave Thompson the ability or the right to be a smart ass right back at him as far as I'm concerned. But this police officer was not being a smart ass. Mm-mm. This police well, officer. He's also 
Go ahead. We now have that ethics complaint right now, remember, mm-hmm. where he, on a Zoom thing, uh, he, in 10 seconds, called another legislator a racist. Yep. Uh, right, said, right away. I mean, he just blurted it out before anything was even hardly spoken. Uh, so I, I have that here. I think it's important to note that. Uh, when did this happen? Recently, Johnny? Uh, it's, uh, yes, uh, in the last, I know it's in the last month at least. I can oh. check here, too. He's had a heck of a run. Oh. Yeah, late June. Yeah, Middle I of a House it. floor session, yeah. House Speaker Melissa Hortman, DFL Brooklyn Park, said in a statement Tuesday that there's a process for two or more members to file a conduct complaint against another legislator, but there hasn't been a formal complaint about this situation. However, said she, is, she said she is working with House legal counsel to investigate and compare the case to others that look uh, at the consequences in those cases and will act accordingly. Uh, in 2019, Hortman removed Representative Matt Grossel, Republican Clearbook, from the Public Safety and Judiciary Committee after he was arrested on charges of disorderly conduct and trespassing and made an implied threat to police. While no legislator has filed a complaint related to Thompson's license or traffic stop, Representative Eric Lucero, Republican Dayton, did file one against uh, Thompson on Monday for calling Lucero a racist on the House floor. His complaint claimed the slanderous outburst violated the House Code of Conduct. Well, of course it did. Meanwhile, a jury trial began yesterday over a 2019 clash between Thompson and police related to an incident when he was trying to visit a family friend in the hospital. He faces a misdemeanor charge of obstructing the legal process after he got into an argument with law enforcement over their treatment of the family and friends of a patient at North Memorial Hospital, according to court documents. When approached for comment uh, at the courthouse Tuesday, Thompson, who was on the phone, waved away a Star Tribune reporter. So So he has a history of, uh, you know, uh, calling people racist for no reason. He has a history of not being a nice guy. Yeah, exactly. But at least clearly he's fit for office. No, he's not fit for <laughs> oh, office. Oh, he's always not. That's the opposite he, of that. I don't think he's okay. fit for office. Got it. Not a bit. Absolutely not a bit. Speaking of offices, where do you want to work? You want to work right downtown? Garage Harvard Broadcasting. <laughs> I want to work right where I'm comfortable. That would be at uh, well, center point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. It's a park-like setting. You're away from the hassles of downtown. One story, you're not waiting for elevators, you park free in front of your building, it's an eight-building campus and a park-like surrounding, trees, walking trails, bike trails, great lunch spots. Single story, as I mentioned, uh, each space has its own bathroom, you're not having to share that with other companies, patios for your relaxing lunches, and uh, every office space is customizable so you can get exactly what you want and your very easy access to Highways 55, 62, 494, 694, 35E. Uh, man, just to think of the hassles you can avoid by working in a park-like setting like Centerpoint of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. Find out more at escapetomendota.com. 
Hey guys, it's Reavers here for my friends at Everest Men's Health. Let me ask you a question. Have you experienced any of the following? Maybe a lack of energy, a decrease in strength, enjoyment of life, libido, or have you also had a strong feeling of sleepiness after dinner? Well, a couple of weeks ago, I was having some of those same feelings and I finally decided to do something about it. And now's the time for you to do something about it as well. It does not matter where you fall on the spectrum of men's health. The time is right now to come into Everest and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. Whether it's signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every area important to a men's health, which allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. Everest provides a wonderful, comfortable environment. It's not intimidating like other medical clinics. The staff is wonderful and caring, and they can be your doctor for all your health needs and will refer you to a specialist if needed. Guys, the time is now to take those first steps to a better you. Go to EverestMensHealth.com to schedule an appointment. And to celebrate the opening of their third location in Egan, you can call today to schedule your third $30 testosterone test during the month of July at any of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in Egan. Again, go online to everestmenshealth.com and take the first steps to a better you. Hello? Latte Schmate. <laughs> Here's Joe Suchere. I should be doing a... Oh, never mind. Can't talk over that. No. <laughs> yeah. Is that Dylan Reese? Yes. That's uh, Dylan Reese with Dylan Hyde playing Dylan all the instruments. Yeah. Every instrument. Wow. That is fantastic. Oh. Say, uh, guys, Such, you might be able to relate to this. I realized this morning that I have a favorite pair of needle nose pliers. Oh, so do I. I didn't know this. Uh-huh. I didn't know this. And, and, I, and I'm about to make a statement here that might shock some of you. If you don't own a regular or needle set of needle nose pliers that has spent at least a winter buried in the ground or rattling around in the bottom of a boat or the back of the truck, causing it to become rusted shut, if you don't own one of those, you are not an American. Well, then I bet John but, Thompson doesn't own one. Well, of course not. Uh, so, Jeffrey, I'm getting to a point here. Jeffrey sent me his seafoam work stories. He blames his 14-year-old for leaving it in the yard over the winter. And you know what? Having a son that was once 14, uh, I totally agree with him. It was the kid's fault. Anyway, Jeffrey continues, no amount of pressure could get it to budge. I grabbed my new can of seafoam deep creep, gave it a good soaking, and then repeated that a few times. After a few treatments, it returned to a working tool. He then broke out the grinder, got rid of the surface rust. Now he has his favorite needle nose pliers back in business. Moral moral of the story, sea foam works. Be it Marine Pro, regular motor treatment, or the amazing deep creep, sea foam truly is a wonderful product. Yesterday, the president said that these uh, the proposed voting law changes in Texas are the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. And I've been reading about what they want to do in Texas, and Biden's lying. There's, yeah. I, I can find no evidence of voter suppression in what they want to do in Texas. Uh, it was the lead editorial in today's Wall Street Journal. Uh, the Democratic narrative on voting is becoming unglued. Uh, the 21st century Jim Crow assault is real, President Biden claimed Tuesday. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole, he said. Yes, it is. 
The Confederates back then never breached the Capitol as insurrectionists did on January 6th. What does that have to do with what they're attempting to do in Texas? Nothing. Uh, (laughs) Nothing at all. Mr. Biden apparently thinks that the latest civil war is in Texas, where state lawmakers want to make voting so hard and inconvenient that they hope people don't vote at all. That's not true. That's a lie. Everything I read is suggests that there's no effort. It sounds to me like it's something we've been talking about for 10 years. Something crazy has gone on with voting. Height and I disagree. I, I don't mind if there's a little effort required to vote. Height, Height is in the camp. I, where I think it should be as easy as possible. All right. Uh, on Monday, more than 50 Democrats from the Texas House absconded to Washington, D.C. to deny their chamber a quorum. Uh, I left because I'm tired of sitting as a hostage, one lawmaker told the awaiting press at Dulles Airport. Jeez. This partisan (laughs) rhetoric is detached from the facts. We've already gone through the misrepresentations of Georgia's and Florida's voting laws. What's proposed in Texas? First, the bills would end two practices— that Harris County pioneered last year because of the pandemic. Drive-through voting and 24-hour voting. These options were used disproportionately by non-whites. Perhaps they made sense when every Texan was urged to stay six feet away from every other Texan. But if the legislature doesn't want them to be permanent, then reverting to the pre-COVID status quo of 2019 is not some epical loss for voting rights. Governor Greg Abbott argues that drive-through voting breaks the traditional privacy of the polling booth. Are you going to have people in the car with you? It could be somebody from your employer or somebody else who may have some coercive effect on the way you would cast your ballot. As for 24-hour voting, it isn't unreasonable to think polling place mischief might be more likely at 3 a.m. Public confidence is can be undermined by even false claims about what happened in the dead of night, including President Trump's wild allegations about ballot dumps. The Texas bills would allow broad voting hours, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. in the Senate version, or 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. in the House version. Who is getting suppressed by this? (laughs) That seems okay with me. That is not not a blockade of the ballot box. To the contrary, in some places, the bills would expand mandatory early voting hours. Current law says that in the final week before Election Day, counties with 100,000 people must open their main polling places for 12 hours on weekdays and 5 hours on Sunday. The House would lower the population threshold to 55,000, and the Senate would set it at 30,000. In other words... They're being more accommodating than currently exists. Mm -hmm. Both would require six hours of Sunday voting. Male voters would be asked to verify their identities by supplying a state ID number or the last four digits of a Social Security number. What's wrong with that? Nothing. John? Nothing. Nothing's wrong with that. That way, election workers could quit squinting at people's signatures. A study of Georgia in 2018 found that 54% of the ballots rejected for signatures or oath oath issues were from black voters. Under the Texas plan, if the ID numbers match, the voter's signature would be presumed valid. That's a handout to people of color, isn't it? What I also don't get is is the ID the ID issue seems to be a sticking point with both sides, correct? Where one side is viewing that because I think even we asked the Reverend Tim about that very thing. Yeah. And How he, could John Thompson vote? 
Well, in this of course, state, you're not asked for anything in, in this state. Yeah, in this state, he could he could vote early and vote often, as Royce does. <laughs> the argument is not that these bills are perfect, because no election system is. The point is that they are not some un-American throwback to Jim Crow, as Biden claims. If Texas Democrats think one provision or another is wrong, then they should stay in Austin and argue the case to the public. They claim to be fighting for democracy, even as they deny a quorum to prevent democracy from functioning. Uh, well, what the hell? Biden is escalating his rhetoric about Jim Crow and now the Civil War. Part of his aim after Republicans made claims in 2020 among non-white voters might be to reinforce the message that the GOP is racist. But Mr. Biden is also distorting a truth to justify congressional passage of House Resolution 1, a constitutionally dubious takeover of voting rules in all 50 states. He is trying to appease frustrated progressives who are starting to blame him for the Senate's refusal to kill the filibuster. Before Democrats hail quorum breaking as heroism, they might recall that they are trying to pass the most radical agenda in decades with the narrowest majorities in decades. Who's really undermining democracy here, here? Uh, it's just, uh, it's unconscionable that this president is getting up and saying this is the biggest threat to democracy since the Civil War. It's embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing. It's just, a, well, it's ridiculous. Well, he, he obviously doesn't write his speeches. He doesn't even know what he's reading. This this comes out of the mouth of Camilla and, all, you know, her crew, right? Yeah. I mean, aren't we to assume she's running the show? When Democrats change the voting I laws... I think he's got it. I think he's got it. I wish I could see you, Kenny. When Democrats... Oh, you can't see me? No. <laughs> When Democrats change the voting laws or draw congressional districts, redistrict or, or restrict who can even get on the ballot uh, or use the filibuster, it's just democracy in action. When Republicans do it, it's an apocalypse. Right, right. Yeah. These laws will pass, the republic will stand, but as with other overwrought warnings of doom, Biden will prove again that he's not to be taken seriously. Wow. Yeah. That's a, from an editorial of the New York Post. Uh, it's just an we'll get to the bottom of it. What's really at stake here, and what what's what's really at the crux of this argument here? Uh, selling the American public on the belief that Republicans are racist, and that way the federal government should be the one in charge of elections when the Constitution says states right. are in charge of elections. Right there, yep. right there. Yep, states are in charge of elections, and it is all. And oh, go ahead, Ken. You can you can come to the table with your. ID law thing, and not everybody has an ID, but correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't everybody have a Social Security number? Mm -hmm. Everybody that can vote anyway? Well, if the, you're a legal resident? Those that are legal residents have a Social Security number, yes, Kenny. Okay. That's so also that, part of this. Yeah, so that should erase any issues there, correct? I think the elephant in the room is the idea that the Democrats are, are, are making some hay on the fact that these bills... In Georgia, Texas, wherever, 15 states have done it where Republicans control the state government. They, they're making some hay by thinking, or they're, they're, they're attaching at the hip, they're attaching this to Trump's claims of election fraud. They're, they're, well, I, I, I agree completely. That's exactly where it started. Right. They're, they're, the what they're idea. suggesting is, okay, Texas, you're only doing this because you're in Trump's uh, corner. No, no. I believe that there are some adults saying this is— Voting is getting crazy. Let's just simplify it and keep it orderly. And if we yeah. ask you who you are, who are you? <laughs> and for those of us dum-dums, Johnny, you probably will, will, we're going to have this in your newscast. 
what took place in the last 24 hours? Because they all got on a plane and were singing songs on their way to D.C., correct? Yeah. Yeah. And then... Drinking Miller. But they still were able to pass a vote in in the state of Texas or not? Because no. that's the part no. that's confusing to me. No, they can't. No. They can't until the Democrats come back. Uh, and the Democrats say they're not coming back. <laughs> Uh, so they're they're patiently awaiting the Democrats to come back, and the governor there has already said he was going to have them arrested and put under house arrest and send well, them to the chambers to vote. Here's the reason so. I ask: someone that I follow issued this two hours ago. Democrats uh-huh. who fled for D.C. Monday left the Texas House without a quorum. Is that right? Quorum? Yep. No, but the Texas Senate had a quorum, and yesterday Senate Bill One One, the Election Integrity Bill, passed. That must mean mm, then it did not pass in the House. Okay, yeah. that's that was my question. Because yeah. members of the Texas House are in Washington. Right. And but even that move is just I mean, it's pure theatrics. Of course it is. Uh, and and all you know, they said, Oh, we're going there to try to convince a federal law to pass. Well, no, you're not. Just we don't go want back. we don't want the federal law to pass. Exactly. The states control the I can't, I can't imagine living somewhere where people, well, I guess we probably are living somewhere where people want the feds to take over everything. Mm-hmm. God, what an mm-hmm. awful thought. Oh, Kenny, mm-hmm. there's more people that do than don't, I fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now. Oh, shudder. We're here from, we're, we're from the government. We're here to help. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that Reagan's what great is a, line? <laughs> what is arresting them going to prove anyway? Come on. Well, yeah, that well, might be yeah. that might be just as theatrical as their absence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just yep. nonsense. Children makes you want to just get out and ride your e-bike, doesn't it? <laughs> Boy, it does it ever. Seriously, just to get out there and have that extra assist and get up, get along. These are from uh, EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. The Bentelli e-bikes with five levels of electric assist. You know, you're dressed in your black socks and your tennis shoes and you got your Bermuda shorts on and a beat-up T-shirt. And you sneak up behind the guy with the, with the jersey that looks like the label of an olive oil bottle. And he's yeah. working his ass off. And you're yeah. just sitting upright and you're just kind of riding alongside yeah. him saying, How you doing, buddy? Hey. Crazy. Oh, man. Oh, those things are really sweet. And they're available at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake, along with a full line of Yamaha products, gas-powered scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure, youth recreational equipment, helmets, apparel, and a great service. It's right there on the Highway of Love, Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. It's EcoFun Motorsports. Hey, GLers, it's officially mosquito season. If you're getting eaten up in your yard, please call my guys at Mosquito Shield. They are owned and operated by GLers. Fantastic people. Ray and Mike, they are a father and son team who own and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. They've been at it since 2014. And now in western Wisconsin, listen to this. Jay was so impressed last year by Mosquito Shield ads on GL that he wanted the service for his yard. So he said, heck with it. He bought his own franchise, and he is now serving western Wisconsin. These guys are legit. I've had them done in my yard. And here's why it's important. They use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. They will take great care of you and your yard. 
Do this right now. Find them online at MoShield.com. That's M-O-Shield.com. Click on the locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin, and you'll find them. Or just give Ray and Mike a call at 612-619-1556 for Minnesota Yards. And for Western Wisconsin, you can call Jay or Jack at 715-410-4221. If you mention GL, you are going to get $75 off your service with Mosquito Shield. You cannot stop him. You cannot stop it. You cannot stop him. Wow. You cannot stop him. You just make a move. Joe Suchere. Get your act together, Reavers. My God. I did that, Reavers. Oh, so Wait, wait, I don't I want to hear this. Now, this is a song. The vocal's not in it, but this is Dylan Reese's last single. Well, it's just fantastic. Yeah. That's Dylan Hype playing on every instrument again. Every instrument, once again, yes. Is that my cue, Such? Wow, yeah. Guess what, guys? We're going to welcome back the coffee grounds from Eau Claire. Yes! All right. I know. Uh, and no matter where you are right now, no matter where you're listening to this on God's green earth, the best coffee beans in the whole wide world are available for you to order and receive by mail from thecoffeegrounds.com. Of course, I'm partial to the Kick Fanny Krabby Coffee Shop blend, but they also have the GL blend, the Spoon Lake blend, and the best decaf ever roasted, as far as I'm concerned, the Johnny Height Guitar blend. Yay. You can, Yeah, order it online, have it shipped right to your door. So I got to tell you, I found myself in Eau Claire one morning about a month ago, and I thought I'd stop in, you know, a minute or two, whatever. An hour later, I strolled out of there with coffee beans and a fresh cup of French roast, four different packs of the best Wisconsin-aged cheese I have ever tasted. I bought a four-pack of coffee stout from their in-house brewery, four different kinds of root beer, some Wisconsin wildflower honey, a punch cigar, and a bunch of cig- uh, a bunch of utensils and kitchen tools. I didn't even have any idea they existed, but now I can't live without them. The <laughs> coffee grounds are so amazing. They're just north of 94 on South Town Drive. That's off Highway 93. Super easy to find. Everything you need in life, plus a hot home-cooked meal, can be found at the coffee grounds in Eau Claire and on the web at thecoffeegrounds.com. Hey, hey Joe, really quick before you move on. Uh, here's an email that we just received from Rick, and I was trying to say this earlier, but uh, we ran out of time. Talking about the John Thompson investigation. Yeah. Joe, the Democrats weren't willing to investigate Ilhan Omar after credible evidence was presented that she illegally married her brother. Do you really think the Democrats will be willing to conduct a comprehensive investigation of John Thompson? I wouldn't hold my breath. No, they. the DFL caucus showed us its heart uh, last summer, the summer of 2020, when they looked the other way on... on uh, keeping Thompson on the ballot after his profane criminal outrage in Hugo. They, they showed us what they are. Yep. Can you imagine a Republican doing the same thing? No. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's visit the failed academy, and it's Notre Dame. But they're all failed. Uh, roughly 180 University of Notre Dame students and faculty have signed an open letter calling on the school's campus dining division to forbid a new Chick-fil-A. On campus. Uh, oh God. 
the uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, Fox News reported in 2019 that Chick-fil-A said it would no longer donate to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and the Salvation Army because of similar criticisms and cut off other groups as early as 2012. They're thought to be unfair. Kevin, uh, Kevin Glasscock and somebody Jeeger claimed that because the restaurant chain gets its food from industrialized farming, it's bad for the environment, deplorable, and places a burden on marginalized communities. North America has an obsession with meat like no other country on earth, and it's destroying the planet, wrote the duo, wrote the duo a university senior and junior. Uh, they also uh, argued that Chick-fil-A's menu of fried chicken and potatoes did not supply an array of options uh, suitable for a diverse campus community and argued that vegans and vegetarians would receive little benefit. Uh, they, uh, they don't like the idea that... Uh, the uh, kid uh, that the uh, company is founded by a Christian. That's a, most the country's most noted Catholic <laughs> university is full of kids who find Christianity uh, disagreeable. Uh, boy, they're really learning, aren't they? Chick-fil-A was founded in Georgia in 1946 and since then has been closed on Sundays because its founder, Truett Cathay, refused to force his employers to miss a day of rest and worship. Uh, Chick-fil-A... Uh, suffers these blows and is laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, last week, it was named the United States' top fast food chain in terms of quality, cleanliness, reliability, and customer service for the seventh year in a row. Locations around the country have gone viral for positive customer service interaction so often that it's become a meme. Uh, it has also suffered a shortage of some of its signature sauces in May due to high demand and global supply chain problems. Uh, the kids at Notre Dame don't want Chick-fil-A there because they don't want to allow the founder of Chick-fil-A to have his own thoughts. He's not allowed to have his thoughts. He must have but the thoughts of the kids. Did you find it as interesting as I did that um, the... LGBTQ community was not mentioned at all. Yeah, they were, but the printer cut that off. I didn't find it. <laughs> oh, yeah. never mind. Yeah, they were. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh. Uh, we, uh, you know what? I, I like like most normal Americans. I have friends in both camps. I have LGBTQ friends, and uh, I love Chick Fil A. Yeah, I, I, I think I two say. things can be true. That's all I, I got to say there. I, I think two <laughs> things can be true. Yesterday, I was uh, at, turned out. I asked a question that wasn't as dumb as it sounded, which is why a goldfish thrown into a lake suddenly becomes the size of That's a football. Mm -hmm. Why don't they become that big in the in the kids' bedroom where in it's the aquarium in the little tank? Or whatever, there. Yeah. Uh, well, Gary writes first: uh, fish of all species put off a hormone that, if becomes too concentrated, they sense that and stop growing so as not to outgrow their space. I've been a tropical fish uh -huh. enthusiast for decades, but not near the expertise that a lake detective would have. And he also notes he had a blue cheese bacon brought from the Grunhoffers, and he said it might be the best flavor in his oh, opinion. And then uh, Craig, Craig, the GL pitmaster, writes. Fish of the permanent growth, meaning that they will grow as big as their environment allows. Fish stay small in a tank precisely because it's in a tank. Fish in a lake have a much larger environment and hence can grow much larger. Uh, so kids, don't throw the goldfish in the lake because they end up uh, wreaking havoc uh, wherever you turn. Man, I you know it's fun, uh, though. 
the goldfish considered a, invasive, being a rough fish. How fun would it be if you're in your spearing house waiting for a northern or a carp to come by, one of those giant goldfish come by, and you could spear that thing and get that image out on the Internet. Oh, that that would traumatize kids the world over. <laughs> Joe, how fun would that be? How many times a summer are you usually caught in your spearing house? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean in the winter, dummy. I've never been caught. You never, okay. Oh, but you know what? It does transfer to summer because that's when the archers go out and, you know, like Robin Hood, they shoot their bows and arrows at them. (laughs) Joe, listening daily. They they hate it when I say that. (laughs) Joe, listening daily, I hear you talk about how trees make it cooler where you live and the lack of trees is, of course, racist. Here in the panhandle of Florida, there's trees everywhere. I can get you a tree. Pretty much dense jungle-like forest. I've got news for you. It's hot here. Under their logic, that would make places like the Dakotas the hottest places in the country, and no white people would be there. Being a transplant from the Twin Cities to Pensacola, when people learn where I came from, I am often asked, what the hell is going on with Minnesota? I just tell them it's not really anything new. It just keeps getting worse. Part of the reason I left was that I could see all that coming with no end or change in sight. Good luck. When you see other places and how normal things are, you really, really understand how screwed up Minnesota has become. I wish I could say I missed it there. Aaron, the Florida panhandle trucker. And one more note on trees. Uh, Bob writes, he means Melvin from Madison, this weekend I saw TV news stories about the need to water the trees in our yards during the current drought. The reporters and various tree experts said we should be watering our trees for at least an hour once a week. That got me to thinking as I drove to St. Cloud and back. I saw thousands of trees in my trip that receive zero attention. They are never fertilized, pruned, or watered on a regular basis. The trees I saw always seem to be doing just fine year in and year out, no matter what type of weather is thrown their way. My question is, why are the trees in our yards considered so frail they need special attention? If this call to arms to water the trees, another example of man trying to control nature, all I know is after my road trip, the trees in my back 40 are on their own. If trees sitting on the side of highways 10 and 94 the last 30 years are doing fine, I can see no reason why mine can't keep up the good work. Thank you. In a not necessarily unrelated story, I was noting this on CNN, of all places. Wait a second. Wait a second. Are you going to take that as fact? I mean, there's a. Uh, you should make note that young trees do need lots of water. Yeah, but and I think the reason his, these. I think his point tre- would be when they sprout in the forest, there's no way there to water them. Right, because the soil is kept more moist because of the tree cover and the, the roots that go like 80 miles deep. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but young trees, goodness, water them. They need water. We are now told by CNN that uh, we have the top 20 hottest cities. Oh, that, really? that's the result of climate oh. change, yeah. There are places within cities where summertime heat can soar and giant swings in temperature are observed over a matter of blocks. Neighborhoods with little tree cover, uh, few grassy areas, and a lot of concrete can be as much as 15 to 20 degrees hotter than the surrounding areas. That would be another example of racism. During heat waves, these so-called urban heat islands are deadly. Extreme heat is invisible yet dangerous. Uh, And some cities have it worse than others. Researchers at Climate Central, an organization (laughs) that that focuses on the impacts of the climate crisis, Ah. uh, note that this isn't science. These are just some unelected uh, activists. 
They analyze urban heat islands in 158 cities in the U.S. and rank the top 20 for worst urban heat. Ready? Uh-huh. Number one, New Orleans. Number two, Newark, New Jersey. Number three, New York City. Number four, Houston. Uh, I'm missing five and six because of the printer. Number, <laughs> But it wasn't the Twin Cities. Uh, number seven, Chicago. Eight, Miami, followed by Baltimore, Providence, Sacramento, Salinas, California, Burlington, Vermont, Burlington, Vermont, Bend, Oregon, Cleveland, Detroit, Erie, Pennsylvania, Fresno, California, Lafayette, Louisiana, and McAllen, Texas. And uh, we didn't make the list. Uh, we are, uh, I guess we're doing fine here. Well, the urban heat uh, so walk me through uh, how, how were the tests conducted? You know, was some was one of these nerds on the ground with a thermometer holding it to the concrete? Well, how did let's we, see uh, if that tells us that. Yeah, that didn't. The printer cut it off. Chris. That's true. <laughs> I really wasn't interested in how they did it, but uh, you raise a, a valid question. Uh, does it say here? Uh, no, we don't know this. The results were somewhat unexpected, they said. So what they did then... Here we go. Oh, here we go. Recent research has shown black and brown neighborhoods disproportionately suffer from the effects of urban heat. Low-income residents and communities of color tend to be in areas that lack tree cover, green spaces, and access to cooling centers. All right. Uh, Nothing, there's no law saying you can't plant a tree. But, uh, yeah, they must have gone to 158 cities with a thermometer and stood around. Or they they had a giant map and and just grabbed a handful of darts and just started throwing them against there and saying, oh, wait, look, we got one in Newark here. I'll tell you where they got tree cover. Where's that? Giant's Ridge. Are we going up there? The legend in the... We are, but I'm not going to play golf. You're just going to drive the cart. I'll just sit there. <laughs> uh, well, because it's a good place to go just to get to nature and get to some quietude and trees. They got tree cover. Speaking of your golf game, uh, we got an email about Giant's Ridge from our buddy Jack. He said, greetings, Mayor and all. Your math skills notwithstanding, I'd like to suggest that you not abandon the royal and ancient sport of golf. Here's a very simple formula for success, even at Giant's Ridge. You ready? Yep. Golf is 80% mental, and the other 50% is in your head. All you need to work on is just the 30% of the 50% to be at 100% mental when you're teed up. Best of luck, Mayor. Jack. The legend and the quarry are two of the greatest <laughs> values in Minnesota golf and two of the greatest public courses in the country. And all summer long, there's a 37-hole special. Play the legend and the quarry and have lunch on them on the same day for one incredible rate, $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. And as I say, it's it's more than golf. It's a destination for hiking and biking and Get the newest and largest lift-served mountain bike park in the Midwest. They'll take care of your groups. They'll customize a tournament for you. Great lodging, great dining. View 3D course flyovers of the legend and the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. You can also make your tea time that on that. Or call Giants Ridge for your tea time at 218-865-8030. So, uh, have you been to Sodi's yet? The only way to make a great day better is to put a flame to a great cigar, and Sodi Cigar and Pipe in Stillwater, it's the place to stock up a wide variety of cigars with a wonderful smoking lounge, completely separated, by the way, from the purchasing area, so you don't have to deal with prying eyes. They've got a great state-of-the-art ventilation system there, and the guys at Sodi's, they've got the knowledge to pick out exactly what's right for you. Frequent customers... 
they usually sign up for the, this special membership deal. That's where you receive a personal cigar locker and a 15% discount on all store merchandise. They're located right off Highway 36 on Osgood Avenue in Stillwater. It's the last light before you head over the bridge. Hang a right on Osgood, and there's Sodi's Pipe and Cigar right there on your right. You can also find them at SodiCigars.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952 925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. This is the band. Isn't it? It's what? The band. It sounds no, like the band. It's, it's Dylan Hyde uh, playing all the instruments again. And there, there will be a vocal added to this one. It's the next month's single oh, boy. from Dylan Rees. Fantastic. Dylan Hyde is a band. He is. He is. Location, location, location. Hi, I'm Ray Kroc for Maple Grove Lock and Safe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, GLers, get a pen. I've got some brand new information for you. Wait, 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 stop. This isn't 1987. You don't need a pen. Grab your phone, open a map app. Map app. Get this down. 6901 East Fish Lake Road, Suite 106 in Maple Grove. Get that? That's a brand new location of Maple Grove Lock and Safe, which, by the way, goes by the same name on the internet. Uh, internet, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Brand new location, better access, awesome goods, Locks and safes and everything you need to keep your valuables secure. Even better than his new location, 10% off through July. You got to stop in, say hi to Rich, the owner, shoot the breeze, chew the fat, ask a whole ton of safe-related questions. Oh, by the way, uh, Rich can also talk boats, specifically glass drums. So keep that in your back pocket if uh, there's a lull in the conversation. Any hoodles? Uh, did I mention Liberty Safe? I should have because that's the best safe ever made. It's made in the United States of America, and you're going to get the best value for your dollar. And it just so happens that Maple Grove Lock and Safe carries Liberty Safe, among others. And with 10% off, you can't go wrong. New location, Liberty Safes, and 10% off. MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. Did you see where all the billionaires have arrived in Sun Valley on their private jets? Mm-hmm. To bitch about climate change. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Including Gates, who started sobbing. Did he what? have the Did he have the oh. dust shooter with him? Well, he was sobbing because of his divorce, and he's just oh, a yeah. word I can't say in the oh, radio. Oh my gosh! Yeah. They're all there in their private uh, they, yeah. citations. That's wonderful. They just they don't get it, do they? They, they really just, don't. They, yeah. But they, they really buy don't. the carbon credits, Joe. See, oh, that offsets yeah. everything yeah. that you they know. they yeah. spew yeah. in and, the air. Yeah. 
Uh, Gates himself has admitted he uses, uh, what is it, earth-friendly jet fuel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's John Height in his newsroom. Thank you, Joe. This morning, crews cleared out an area in which protesters have continually gathered in recent weeks in the Uptown neighborhood of Minneapolis. Uptown has seen several instances of unrest since early June when Winston Smith was shot by deputies with the U.S. Marshals-led task force. The owners of a private property where a community garden was established announced they were clearing the area because continued violent acts, arson, and makeshift barriers blocking access to Uptown residents and businesses had created what they called an unsustainable and unhealthy situation. Seven Points is the owner of the building previously known as Calhoun Square. Minneapolis officials said the property owner and its contractor are doing the work. From downstairs at the Hubbard Building, our friend Jay Coles from 5 Eyewitness News reporting the Minneapolis Police Department staffing troubles are stretching patrols thin throughout the city, according to the head of the union who represents the department. Minneapolis Police Federation President Sergeant Cheryl Schmidt told 5 Eyewitness News that all five police precincts are staffed low right at this moment. She said, I looked at the last 28-day schedule from every precinct and all of them are running below their minimum levels several days a month. The 4th Precinct on the city's north side, Schmidt said, staffing's been particularly tough. Each 10-hour shift has a 10-officer minimum staffing recommendation, but the middle watch from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. has been the biggest challenge. She said, in the 4th Precinct, we fell below the 10-officer per shift minimum staffing on 23 of the last 28 scheduled days. Schmidt said that when there's a serious incident like a shooting, MPD has to juggle things and bring in officers from other precincts, but that leaves those precincts in a bit of a bind to keep up with 911 calls. Well, they're under court order to hire more police. They are, yes. Uh Uh, Weird story from Wisconsin yesterday morning. Uh, They're still not sure of all the details, but a man filling up his car at a Wisconsin gas station shot and killed by another man. With the suspect fleeing the scene and dying soon after in a shootout with an undercover sheriff's investigator. Wow. Race, yeah, Racine County Sheriff Christopher Schmalling said the initial shooting happened about 7 30 in the morning at the Pilot Travel Center in the village of Caledonia. Schmalling said a 32 year old man approached and, in his words, viciously executed a 22 year old man putting gas in his car. Schmalling said the gunman then shot at another person driving through the pilot parking lot. That person was unhurt and then drove away. The sheriff said the man approached a person who was filling up his car at a mobile station about two miles away from the initial shooting. Uh, That man, though, happened to be an undercover sheriff's investigator. With 21 years of experience, he said the two men exchanged gunfire and the suspect was hit several times and killed. The investigator was also hit, was taken to a Racine hospital where he was conscious and alert. Uh, The sheriff said he's watched video of the initial shooting. Although he described the shooting as an execution, he gave no indication of what preceded the attack or why it happened. Schmalling did not provide the names of the shooter or the victims. That, that's a tad troubling. Mm-hmm. Very, very. Wow. Yeah. Former President George W. Bush criticizing the withdrawal of U.S. and NATO troops from Afghanistan this morning, warning that the consequences will be, quote, unbelievably bad. The former president, during an interview with German broadcaster Deutsche Welle, warned that Afghan women and girls would suffer unspeakable harm. U.S. and NATO forces began withdrawing from Afghanistan in early May are due to completely pull out by September 11th. Have you seen video of the uh, Taliban, uh, 22 
Afghan yeah. soldiers yeah. surrendered to the Taliban. The Taliban just shot them all. Yes. Remember horrible. now, Ilhan Omar has created a moral equivalency between this country and the Taliban. Yes, she has. Yep. Yep. More than once. Mm-hmm. In a CNN interview, Democratic political strategist James Carville once again warning his party about becoming too woke. Carville said the defund the police movement and language police cost the Democratic Party some votes in the 2020 election. He said he was encouraged by the recent Democratic mayoral primary in New York, where former NYPD Captain Eric Adams apparently beat out progressives after running on a tough on crime platform. Carville, as you might expect, also used the topic to take a shot at Republicans, saying, look, we have this whole noisy identity left part of our uh, party that's 15% of the Democratic Party, but two-thirds of the other party agree with these loony insurrectionists and that kind of stuff, yet we have to pay the terrible political price for a slightly more fringe element in our party where they don't pay near the price for a, quote, just totally goofy, not even on this planet, part of their party. Hmm. Overdose deaths soared to a record 93,000 last year in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, according to a new U.S. government report. That estimate far eclipses the high of about 72,000 drug overdose deaths reached the previous year, amounts to a 29% increase. Brandon Marshall's a Brown University public health researcher. He says this is a staggering loss of human life. The nation was already struggling with its worst overdose epidemic, but clearly COVID, he said, greatly exasperated the crisis. Lockdowns and other pandemic restrictions isolated those with drug addictions, made treatment harder to get. While prescription painkillers once drove the nation's overdose epidemic, they were supplanted first by heroin and now by fentanyl, dangerously powerful opioid in recent years. Fentanyl developed to treat intense pain from ailments like cancer, but has increasingly been sold illicitly and mixed with other drugs. Did Speaking of uh, uh, the pandemic, did I read that the state of North Carolina yesterday um, started to do door-to-door vaccinations? I'm unaware of that, uh, Chris. I did not see that. I'm have to look that up because... Um, you, sure, you sure it was vaccinations to, uh, because they were going door-to-door to tell people about... I'm going to check. I'll I'll look it up right now before your newscast is over. Okay. Uh, Delta Airlines, with the help of a huge influx of government money, reported its first quarterly profit since the pandemic. Uh, Delta said Wednesday it earned five or six hundred, excuse me, six hundred fifty two million dollars in the second quarter of the year. However, without one point five billion dollars in federal pandemic relief and other one time events, the airline would have posted an adjusted loss of six hundred seventy eight million dollars there is no such thing as government money that's your money mm-hmm. uh dateline charlotte north carolina <clears throat> mecklenburg county kicked off its doses to doses initiative on monday making getting the covid19 vaccine quick and easy hmm. in mecklenburg county 49 percent of the population is partially vaccinated and 46 is fully vaccinated the health department is hoping to get those numbers up with a new initiative called Doses to doors. Get it? See, see, they're coming up to your house. I get it. I and, get and it. making you take it. Yeah. <laughs> Community outreach groups have been canvassing certain neighborhoods for a few months now, educating and encouraging people to get vaccinated. On Monday, health department workers armed with COVID-19 vaccines joined to make it easy and convenient to get a shot right at home. Well, so they go to the houses that want it. 
They don't force you to get it. They're listen, going door to door, John. Listen to these yeah. sub headlines. U.S. COVID cases rising again, doubling in weeks. Scary surge. Some vaccine skeptics now getting shots. Spain's top court rules pandemic lockdown unconstitutional. Germany files you finds YouTube for removing video of protests with taxpayers. Never mind. It's all it's all we're all gonna be doomed again by the virus. <laughs> round three? Are we going yeah, through round I three? Guess, I guess. Chris, which well, vaccine well, are they doing there? Uh, that's say. what I was trying to find, and I cannot, I cannot find that information. I'm sorry. Well, after that, I do have some good news. If you like to walk every day, mm-hmm. exor- exercise. I walk every day. And, uh, <laughs> exercise, and especially walking, can freshen and renovate the white matter in your brain, huh. potentially, potentially improving your ability to think and remember as you age, according to a new study of walking, dancing, and brain health. It shows that white matter, which connects and supports the cells in our brains, remodels itself when people become more physically active. And those who remain sedentary, on the other hand, white matter tends to fray and shrink. According to researchers, the walkers and dancers in the study group were aerobically fitter, as expected. What shrinks? What shrinks? Not that. Oh, all right. Yeah, careful. Even more important, their white matter seemed renewed. In the new scans, the nerve fibers in certain portions of the brains looked larger, and any tissue lesions had shrunk. These desirable alterations were most prevalent among the walkers, who also performed better on memory tests. The dancers, in general, didn't do as well on the memory tests. Meanwhile, the members of the control group who had not exercised aerobically showed declining white matter health after six months. You know what's going to be... Oh, go ahead. Joe, for a million dollars... Who's that fella from upstairs that fixed your computer? <laughs> Jim Schmidt. Nope. <laughs> Rich Closer. Miller. There we go. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what's going to be added to the list now? Hmm. White matter on the brain. That'll be and racist. It's racist. Yeah, that's racist. Yeah. White that is matter. racist. An Ohio hospital has acknowledged a patient received a new kidney that was meant for someone else. Oh, no. <laughs> Officials at university hospitals in Cleveland on Monday apologized for the mistake and said two employees have been placed on administrative leave. The kidney given to the wrong patient is compatible, luckily, and the person is expected to recover. The other patient's surgery has been delayed. Officials said the hospital is reviewing how that error occurred to prevent similar mistakes going forward. Hospital spokesperson George Stamatis said, We have offered our sincerest apologies to the patients and their families. We recognize they entrusted us with their care. Message sticking comment was left with hospital officials. Can that be linked to the collapsed condominium in Surfside, uh, surf Florida? In the sense that it, it's unthinkable that a condominium would have collapsed years ago. It's unthinkable that some, something as major as the installation of a kidney would be botched. I mean, uh, our standards are suffering. That's somewhere. true. Did you see that they had to evacuate another building mm-hmm. near that? I wouldn't live in one of those dumps. Nope. Have you ever had any knee work done? K-N-E-E. I have, sure. When you went in for your knee work, did they have you mark the knee that they were going to work on and X out the knee they weren't going to work on? No, because they did both of them at the same time. Just oh. the meniscus oh. repair. Yeah. But uh, oh. they did. I had some too, Kenny, and they had me mark the knee they were supposed to work on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, at the time, I, I thought, well, this is dumb, but uh, it, it's actually dumb and brilliant all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> A nice little cover there. Yeah. 
Uh, this story from the Boundary Waters Canoe uh, Area Wilderness has made the rounds on the Internet this week. Uh, the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources reports that no, conservation... No, 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 no. Uh, what, what, what? Is this the bear? Yeah. No, I'm gonna, I need that. Oh, you do? Okay. I'm sorry. No, I, I need that, that right for a bear update. I'm sorry, put John. That, I should have told you put that. Put that in the pile, John. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> you can you save go. that for the for the other news. Save segment. that for the Krabby Coffee Shop news. <laughs> Preparing already, are we? Yeah. I'd keep a file if I were you. <laughs> Joe, uh, could you do me a favor and look at the monitor? Yeah. 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 Okay. See that? Yeah. Here's the other one, my friend. Yes, okay. Here I got another one. Just right. for you. Yeah. Uh, inter- interesting, excuse me, obit today. Priscilla Johnson McMillan, believed to be the only person to have conversed extensively with both John F. Kennedy and his assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald, Hmm. died on July 7th at her home in Cambridge, Massachusetts. She was 92. Like nearly everyone, uh, McMillan was shocked on November 22nd, 1963, by reports that President Kennedy had had been murdered. But walking through Harvard Square, she heard that the president, who was also her former boss, had been killed by (laughs) Lee Harvey Oswald. She was one of the very few who had another thought as well. She said, my God, I know that boy. Several other people had briefly encountered both men, but Ms. McMillan had conferred with both. She had dealt with Kennedy in Washington as an advisor on Indochina in 1953 when he was a senator. And as a journalist, she had interviewed Mr. Oswald, a 20-year-old disillusioned Marine veteran in Moscow in 1959, about why he was defecting to the Soviet Union. She would later spend seven months interviewing Oswald's Russian-born wife, Marina, and 13 years researching and writing the book Marina and Lee, the tormented love and fatal obsession behind Lee Harvey Oswald's assassination of John Kennedy, which was published in 1977. Thomas Powers, a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist and author, wrote in the New York Times book review that Marina and Lee, the book, persuasively challenged conspiracy theories involving Cubans, communists, American intelligence agents, and multiple gunmen firing on the presidential motorcade from several locations, uh, proving, he said, once and for all, that Oswald was the assassin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know you're wrong, right? Well, I'm right, but that's okay. No, you're wrong, but we'll Uh, just have to live with that. I'm correct. Sorry. What was the organization, uh, Kenny, that that was up to it? CIA. which, Which one do you want? I want I this mean, conversation to start. No, I don't want you. this conversation. <laughs> you just it's, you just throw about ten of them at a wall and hope one sticks. This, yeah. so. this conversation will start after the Minnesota State Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've probably seen uh, this picture on social media in the last couple of days. A sign at a Burger King that read, "We all quit." It's gone viral. It's gone viral after fed-up employees at one Burger King walked out with a very public goodbye. Former employees said they were unhappy with upper management at the Lincoln, Nebraska fast food joint. They all put up the sign that read, we all quit. Sorry for the inconvenience. Former general manager Rachel Flores told local TV station she and eight other employees had already put in their two weeks notice when the sign went up. She said they meant it just as some harmless fun and they uh, did not expect the sign to go viral. She said, I didn't think anybody was going to notice it because we did just one sign, but then it went crazy on Facebook. I got a call from upper management, and they told me I needed to take it down. Flores said the conditions at the fast food joint were not great, with constant staff shortages and employees having to work long, hot days. Uh, She said that at one point after a long, hot day in the kitchen, she ended up in the hospital for dehydration. 
Her boss said she was being a baby after that incident. <laughs> Former employees at the Lincoln Burger King said they'd been joking about putting the sign up when they decided to do it. Uh, the Burger King is still open, but seriously understaffed as all the employees have now been let go. Cops in Austria called out to another case of a snake appearing in someone's toilet. Oh. What's becoming a bizarre trend in the Central European nation. Oh. Police got a call from the I always look the... first. Do you? Yep. Yeah, always. I, I did too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Police received a call from an apartment in the capital, Vienna, after resident Eva Kastner spotted a python over three feet in length slithering on her toilet seat on July 9th. The woman took a photo of the intruder and sent it to the police who called their wildlife service. Workers came and retrieved the specimen. It was later transferred from the shelter to a zoo. It's unclear where the large snake had come from or who its owner was. Uh, this all comes hot on the heels of a similar case in the area, including one that took place in the city of Graz on July 5th. In that incident, uh, this one a little more scary, 65-year-old Walter Earhart got the fright of his life when he used the toilet in the morning and felt what he called a pinch no. in his, no, his swimsuit like area yeah. No, yeah. when he sat down. He jumped to his feet and turned around to notice a five-foot-long albino reticulated python staring back at him. I'm pretty good at this, but I can't uh, transition from snakes to cars. Well, I'm going to try. Here we go. go. Are Here you in go. a pinch? You, are you in a pinch? <laughs> you get out to Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood, southeast quadrant of 36 and 61, mm-hmm. family-owned dealership. They don't own 50 stores with giant balloons hanging overhead. They got the stuff. Zero percent for up to 36 months now on all new Volkswagen vehicles, except the ID4, which is the all-electric. The new Volkswagen Taos is in stock and arriving daily. That's an all-new SUV that is slightly smaller than the Tig one, but loaded with technology. There are five ID4 EV models available for delivery this month. Zero percent for up to 72 months on Fiat models and zero percent for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. I love Fiats, Alfa Romeo, and Volkswagen. I've owned all three, and I will continue to. I've shopped at Schmelz Countryside for years, and I will continue to. I really have enjoyed the, the Volkswagens, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos that I have been driving. It's Schmelz VW.com, Schmelz Fiat.com, and Schmelz alfaromeo.com Hey, become a part of the Chill Boys family like the entire Garage Logic staff and also so many of you GLers right now that have made your purchase for maybe for yourself or for somebody else. It doesn't matter because they are the hands down most comfortable underwear you will ever own. I promise you. They have a wide variety. It's performance boxers, bamboo boxers, bamboo boxer briefs. Just check out their website right now. Chillboys.com. There you can place your order for the comfortable boxers or maybe you want a couple of cool t-shirts, sunglasses, whatever you want. Go online right now. Here's the coolest part. If you have an order over $40, it ships fast and free in the United States. Yeah, anywhere. They're a local Minnesota company and they are so happy to be part of the Garage Logic family. They also have a really cool number of sale items that are going on right now. So do like we did, become a part of the Chill Boys family whether you want the performance, the bamboo, it doesn't matter. You're going to really be happy with your purchase at Chill Boys brand on Twitter. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. 
Joe Suchere. Book now. Be happy later. That's how it's going to work with Chris Miller and his crew at aimhighconstructionmn.com. As a matter of fact, do this. Book your week, your two weeks with uh, Aim High Construction and your vacation to occur at the same time. Because you do the same for both. Have you talked with a contractor lately? Uh, If they're not busy from sunup to sundown, do you trust them? I'd be suspicious, sure. Uh, If you have an emergency and something needs to be done immediately, storm damage, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. You have to call AMI Construction right now. Uh, Chris and his crew, they're going to try to help if they can. Uh, But you have to ask. It never hurts to ask. But if you do have a project that can wait for fall, winter, or even spring, uh, get in touch with him today. Get on the schedule. And the good news about that is lumber futures are dropping, products becoming more available. This will turn into a win for you because Chris and Aim High Construction will adjust the estimate as the prices drop. They're picky professionals. They do the jobs to perfection, and you will be satisfied like I was last summer when they uh, remodeled my home. His name is Chris Miller. His company is Aim High Construction, and the website is aimhighconstructionmn.com. May I have the bear update theme, please? You certainly can. We interrupt this program to bring you a bulletin concerning the bear in Central City. Jellystone Park has turned into a city. Hold it, bear. Hey, look at that bear up there. Somebody's up there for a coat on a bear up there. All right, look out. Come back here, bear. Don't be afraid, bear. Move this way. Give me your paw. What did you do that for? I didn't buy them. That's a lion. That's a lion. (laughs) The Minnesota Department of Natural Resources reports that Conservation Officer Mary Manning recently took a report of an armed bear on the loose in the VWCBAWBBDDYMGA Triumph. A camper had uh, told Manning that the bear stole his backpack with a handgun inside and several snacks from a portage landing and ran off into the woods. Officer Manning and a colleague from the U.S. Forest Service responded for, uh, to the portage, and after searching the area, were able to locate the shredded backpack, a bunch of empty snack wrappers, and the missing handgun. The bear remains on the loose. Wait, I thought the bear took off with the handgun. He, uh, he did, but then they recovered it, right? Oh, I, I never mind. This he dropped story, it out of his... This story's not as funny as I thought, because I thought we had an armed bear on the loose. I right. thought he, he had the yeah, gun. Yeah. Well, he did. Mm-hmm. Briefly. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. But I, then I he dropped that, that out of his old yapper. It wasn't worth stealing yeah. from you, was it, Jen? <laughs> I can guess I, uh, not. Can I get the time and temp, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. you. On the June 30 podcast, around the 45-minute mark, you were speaking of equity and equality using the apple tree analogy. I think a better way to see it would be that equity would prescribe that each person has a ladder of equal height. Equality suggests that both people have a full bushel of apples at the end of the day. Never mind where each person places the ladder or how long they pick apples. The outcome needs to be the same in today's culture, regardless of the effort each individual is willing to exert. Uh, Grover from Buffalo. That's yeah, a I'd good point. Get the time the and uh, do you realize what the Minneapolis City Council did last week? Nothing. What? They passed a resolution opposing Line 3. 
Oh, God. They ignore their own crime crisis to instead pass a resolution opposing Line 3 because these morons in the Minneapolis salon are calling it a climate crisis. It's a, a city that can't control crime, wants other elected leaders to stop construction of a project that is creating jobs. A city that has become a national model for rising crime and failed leadership Failed leadership stands with an activist, Winona LaDuc, who is bringing crime to Minnesota and continues to threaten the safety of workers and communities. It's hard to see how the Minneapolis City Council be concerned, can be concerned about their officers being part of the Northern Lights Task Force when they don't have enough officers to patrol their own streets. So I'm just, I'm looking at the, um, the Line 3 on the map here, what yeah, what part of it goes idea. right through Minneapolis? Because I'm just wondering why they would be concerned about that, Joe. Not much of it at all, does it? I I, I don't even think it enters Hennepin County. Mm-hmm. Spencer wants us to know the Forest Lake Grunhofer's location is open and to celebrate. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats is giving away a Weber grill. Nice. It's uh, The giveaway is at the Forest Lake store only. So you go there for the brats, the burgers, the steaks, the seasoning, everything you've become accustomed to. Uh, but right now it's you know it's deck and patio time and Grunhoffers will slip you into that Weber grill if you if you're a lucky enough winner, huh? Uh, this across the street from the Quick Trip on Highway 97, uh, Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats is right on the corner. That's also 208th Street, the original location, of course, where uh, GLers have. There's probably been romances started at Grunhoffers and Hugo. You think so? Where, where GLers <laughs> have met each other okay. right on the right on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Uh, the ham, the bacon, the it's it's unbelievable. It's where'd all you, been great stuff. Where'd you meet Ma? Right by the meat. At the meat market. Yep, right, right by there. The meat. We were getting blue cheese uh, bra- uh, bacon brats, <laughs> and we fell you in said, love. Check out my meat. Yeah, and, check, uh, what, I got my seasoning. You know? There's seasoning and and the whole deal. But uh, check out the new store. It's in Forest Lake. And then uh, I, I imagine all you got to do is fill out a slip of paper, and, and one of these days they'll draw a name out of the hat. He'll, there you go. You'll haul off a, a brand new Weber grill, courtesy of Spencer Grunhofer and the gang at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. And Forest Lake. Beautiful. Only <laughs> because they come to us all the way from Tom Lyman, who was in South Africa. Where is he now? I think he's in Eden Prairie. There we go. Uh, in 1901, a special act of the state legislature released Jim and Cole Younger from the Minnesota State Prison at Stillwater. They had been, they had been incarcerated for the murder of an employee in the Northfield Bank raid. Jim would commit suicide in St. Paul, but Cole would tour the Wild West show with Frank James, lecturing on what my life has taught me. He died in 1915, his body still holding several bullets. What feat, what accomplishment were they famous for in the prison? I have no idea. They started a prison newspaper, first one of its kind. Jim and Cole Younger? I'm pretty sure. Still wonder, right? Yeah. Yeah. In 1948, on this day, Hubert H. Humphrey gave a rousing speech on the subject of civil rights for African Americans at the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia. Humphrey opposed an effort by Harry S. Truman supporters to put a weak civil rights plank in the Democratic platform in order to carry the southern states. The speech marks the beginning of Humphrey's rise to national attention and is a turning point in the Democratic Party's shift from a generally segregationist party to one advocating full legal rights for minorities. And finally, on this day... This day. 
July 14, 1991, the Minnesota Twins retired number six. Tony O. Tony O. Tony Oliva, who was the 1964 American League Rookie of the Year and three-time American League batting champion and a certainty for the Hall of Fame if doctors knew how to operate on knees back in the 60s. Wait, wait he, his number wasn't retired until 91? 91. Why'd they wait so long, do we know? I don't know. But oh. he had the bad, bad knees. Oakland? And, uh, was it Oakland? Oakland Were you tripping what? the sprinkler head? I thought it was at the Met. Oh, it was. It might have been. I don't know. But he, he just had knee problems. And, they, you know, back then, you know, you got your parts from Fratelloni's. You, you got a bandsaw Get on and open there. it up and didn't really work as well as those boys have it nailed down today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think there was an Oakland team at that time. Chris, they were still in Kansas City. That's oh, right. so okay. prob- probably was the Met. Yeah. There's your FYI for gotcha. you. The prison, <laughs> uh, the prison mirror was founded in 1887 with the warden's permission using funds from prisoners, including the Younger Brothers, members of the James Younger Gang, and is huh. believed to be the oldest continuously published prison newspaper in the United States. How in God's name did you know that, Kenny? That's impressive. He looked it up on the Google. No, but he knew it while you were saying the names. That's cool. He's blowing his cover, isn't he? You should have saved that for the uh, news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. (laughs) You T-T-F Hey, head on over to the Y-O-U-T-U-B-E website and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. Like thousands of other GLers have already done, we're posting daily videos. And thanks to our friends at Everest Men's Health for being the first official sponsor of the Garage Logic YouTube channel. And also don't forget to download that PodMN app where you have the chance to win prizes just by listening to Garage Logic via the PodMN app. We'll catch you tomorrow. Rock. Rock. His name is Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic and GLers. Do what I just did a couple of moments ago. Pick up that phone and make that call to Mr. Money Talk today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And you do that by calling 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get Josh. And you also get straight talk. You never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us right now. And Josh, today you'd like to discuss the Fed, bonds, earnings, and China today. That seems to be moving the market yesterday cpi 5.4 percent year over year boy that's much higher than the five percent the fed's gotta act now or inflation goes skyrocketing and they're going to be too late to the party and raising interest rates this is not the 1970s do bear in mind that we are just coming out of a government mandated shutdown and recession consumers are pent up they are not bent up businesses are starting to get back on track you've heard of shortages in semiconductors affecting the auto industry, they're going to level off and or come down. We've seen housing prices start ticking down, and we've seen mortgage applications also starting to tick down because house prices are too high. Yes, interest rates, in my estimation, particularly short-term interest rates, are going to remain low. And when I mean low, I mean low under. The short-term rate is going to be under 1%. Take the long-term government bond 
still yielding below one and a half percent. We talked the other the other day after Pepsi reported their earnings, which were better than expected, as North American beverage sales were up. Well, Pepsi generates seventy five percent of their beverage sales from North America. Coca Cola, on the other hand, generates seventy five percent of their beverage sales from outside of America. Outside countries start picking up. That should be beneficial to Coca Cola as well. Both Coke and Pepsi have got dividend yields above 3%, and they have a history of raising their dividends, something you're not going to get from investing in bonds. Meantime, earnings continue to come in. Citibank beat, Wells Fargo beat, heck, even local Delta beat. But Delta said they beat on federal aid. But the interesting thing is Delta's comment relating to leisure travel demand has recovered to 2019 levels, and business travel is starting to pick up. Yeah, Delta is still down from their recent high, trading at 41 bucks. Their recent high was 51 a few months ago. Delta's news should be a plus for another local company, Sun Country. I would even look, travel is picking up. Take a look at a new issue. Going to be very volatile. The stock is expensive on several different levels, but for taking a small portion of money, speculative. Take a look at Clear Secure. I love going through the airport fast. Clear Secure allows you to go through airport lines, at least in a lot of airports, a lot faster than going through the TSA line. Clear Secure, very speculative name. Prepare for a lot of volatility in that. The Chinese government is putting the thumb on the scale against their big tech company. Seems like the Chinese government at one time wanted to create millionaires and billionaires and grow their middle class. Now they feel they have too many billionaires, too many large companies that are dominant. Sound familiar? Well, they're trying to put the thumb on the scale and that has dropped the prices of leading Chinese companies, at least for now, including Tencent, JD.com, Alibaba. I would be very, very cautious at this point of going into those. Indeed, uh, one of the best mutual fund managers in the last several years, Kathy Wood of the ARK Innovation Trust, has sold all of her Chinese stock, saying there she's waiting for them to be re-rated at a point, meaning going to go drop more in value before she considers investing in them, including favorites Apple, Nike, Starbucks, and for those of you who are looking for an industrial, 3M or General Motors as, as examples. Excellent report. As always, Mr. Money Talk and GLers, do what I suggested earlier and pick up that phone and make that call to Mr. Money Talk today for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. You got it. Thanks. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.